0: me podcast i'm a big film nerd everett
1: and i'm emerald and i'm engaged to a nerd
0: on this week's episode we'll be covering two movies
1: uh for mine i chose Jules, directed by mark turtletaub
0: and for me i chose rmn directed by christian mungui mungu all right uh for both of these movies we will do non-spoilers and then move into spoilers uh there will be time codes down in the description so jump to wherever you want to be let's get into it
1: I think that we ought to change our town slogan. A great place to call home is confusing. I suggest a great place to refer to as home. We need a crosswalk on Trent Avenue between Frost and Allegheny. And also... Oh
0: my. A UFO has crashed in my backyard, has taken out my azaleas and destroyed my birdbath.
1: All right, for my movie this week, I chose Jules, directed by Mark Turtletaub, and it was cute.
0: Yeah, it's um a very charming, almost family-type film.
1: Yeah, there are a couple bad words and some dark themes that might not make it appropriate for the younger children, but if you don't care if your kids hear swear words, I think it's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, um i think like there's one f-bomb that feels justified and funny
1: and then two that are just very out of place
0: yeah um but yeah i mean this is this is what you want out of your cute charming film it's it's fun for all ages it's you know nothing too crazy nothing too deep it's not you know the funniest movie of the year it's not the saddest movie of the year Um, but it's just it's very charming and it's only an hour and a half as well which i think is very smart um a quick 90 minutes of just smiles and feeling good
1: yep um it stars ben kingsley jane Curtin, and harriet sansom harris with um i would say the other most prominent character though i wouldn't say stars in it would be zoe winters and i think the three main like elderly people are just so endearing Um, obviously like if you've seen the trailers or the posters or whatever you know it's like an alien movie I guess but I wouldn't even say that's like the main thing of this movie like it is but it isn't Um, so yeah the main man uh, Milton is getting older And is starting to kind of get, I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or if he's just getting forgetful, but he's just, he's just getting older and his daughter's a little worried about him, whatever. He's going to these town meetings and saying the same things need to change in the town every week. And then uh, an alien crashes into his yard. And And wrecks
0: his azaleas. And,
1: yeah, crumples his azaleas. Um, And it's kind of just him figuring out how to deal with that. But it's also him coming to terms with what his life is going to be from here on out. Um, And the other two old women kind of just dealing with that as well seeing you know what they've done with their life and everything like that um so it's more just their relationship with each other and yeah i don't know mostly yep. just coming to terms with being old and <laughs> stuff like that which is i mean it was really cute it was really fun there's something at the end that just leaves leaves me wanting more it's lacking a little bit i would say um some closure but overall i think it's a cute little family movie
0: yeah i think um the ending lacking something is really the the weak part of this movie it does a good job setting up these three characters and their personal issues struggles all of that kind of stuff um and then never fully pays them off yeah um it it touches on a few things here and there and whatever but it doesn't quite satisfyingly tie up all its loose ends yeah um and again like it's not trying to be the most insightful character drama but a little bit more closure would have been nice
1: yeah i would agree with that I don't really have much to say that's not in spoilers. All right.
0: So let's just move straight into spoilers.
1: All right. uh, Moving into spoilers. So yes, the alien crashes in his yard um, and he kind of just slowly befriends it. Uh, The alien jewels. That's a name they gave him. Um, But he's never, he doesn't speak. He doesn't do anything. He just kind of stares at them. And draws cats. And draws cats. Yep. And so, you know, the alien is kind of his friend, sits with him, gives him company, all that stuff. And then the other women find out about him and befriend him and they start to care for him, even though he can't speak and everything. Um, and I would say the most communicating that he does is the drawing of the cats and then in one of the scenes one of the old women um, she's been hanging posters around town to meet up with younger people and they can each you know Give each other wisdom and talk to each other, and you know, she's lonely. She has a daughter who hasn't come to see her in three years, and she just wants someone to talk to. And someone finally signs up to go talk to her and starts robbing her, basically. And when she goes to stand up to him, he goes to kill her, basically. He's like choking her out, whatever. And Jules, even though he's in like a whole different area, can see that this is happening because he has a connection with her and explodes the, <laughs> the guy
0: <laughs> not um, graphically on screen or anything but yeah his head his explodes. head
1: explodes um and yeah so that you know shows that he cares i guess and i mean he does it's it's cute it's whatever um and then the other communication is the drawing of the cats, which they then find out that his ship is powered by dead cats, which is weird, weird, but okay. Sure. So they find him a bunch of roadkill cats to power his ship, and one of the women has a cat, and that's all she has. She never got married, she never had kids, she lives by herself, she's had the cat forever. It can't walk on its own, it can't eat, it can't see, it can't hear, it's just, it should have been put down, but she just, that's all she has, so she's very bonded with it, and they're one cat short for the ship to work, so she agrees to let him explode its head so it can go in her ship, but he very peacefully puts the cat to sleep, like, just puts him out of his misery. And then uses it to power his ship and invites them to go on the ship with him back to space. And the old man says he's going to Milton because he do- I think he just doesn't want to come to terms with the fact that he is going a little bit senile. He's forgetting things and he doesn't want his daughter to have to watch that because she's... She cares about him a lot. She checks in on him a lot. She worries about him a lot. And he doesn't want to deal with it, but he also doesn't want her to have to deal with it and watch it happen. So he agrees that he's going to go with. Um, But then his daughter calls him at the last second and just wants to hang out with him and spend time with him and that she doesn't care if he goes to the doctor, if that he absolutely doesn't want to or whatever. She just misses him and wants to spend time together. So he changes his mind and stays
0: yeah um and where the kind of resolution never happens is for each of the main three characters we we'll start start with milton the main guy he also many times and tries to even reconnect with a son he has who's moved to california he talks about how he was never a good father for him and he calls to try and reconnect but just gets the answering machine it's brought up multiple times about how they're just not connecting in any way and then they never do and then they never do there's no the son doesn't even get a chance to just say like hey glad you're trying to be a father but you missed your chance and it's just easier for me to stay away now like literally Nothing. no the son it, you hear him because the government is listening to people to try and find where the spaceship crashed uh and you hear the his daughter is calling him To let him know, like, what's going on with their dad. And that is the only time he actually speaks.
1: Which is actually really sad because in part of it, Milton's leaving him this voicemail and he you know, is catching him up on his life, apologizes for not being a good dad, all this stuff, and then it gets to the end of what he's gonna say, and it beeps for him to leave a voice message, and he just goes, oh, it looks like I got your voicemail, and then hangs up. So, like, the son never even gets to know that the dad is sorry.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and so, like, I don't know, some sort of Conclusion. I thought it was going to be the story of Jules teaching him how to reconnect. It gave him a chance to kind of be a father figure to the alien, help him rehabilitate him, give him a place to be safe, and then through that learn that you should be nice to your kids. But it just never really comes together. Then for the lady with the cat, again, like, good she finally put her suffering cat down, but... And I guess she kind of gets the friends of these two. She gets to hang out with them a bit more than she would have yeah, before. Yeah, but at the end they
1: have nothing to talk about and nothing in common. So it's yeah. just kind of awkward. So
0: she's just kind of now there without her cat.
1: And she was talking about being like a partier the whole, her yeah, whole life and how and much stuff. she
0: loved the city. So
1: I thought she was going to move back to the city or do something. Or like she yeah. could, I don't know, mentor some inner city kids or something.
0: But yeah. no, she doesn't. She was a singer, run a singing group yeah, or Like whatever. a choir, yeah. Yeah. But again, nothing really ever happens with that. And then the third lady, Sandy, um, her whole thing, her daughter is out in California with her wife and their kid uh, and they stay there and suck up to the, her daughter-in-law's mother because she is not accepting of this relationship. And she's always like, you know, I've from day one been so proud and so supportive
1: And they they don't even visit
0: visit. and it's been three years since she last got to see them in person and then they never even talk. There's no like her daughter calls and goes oh hey we're gonna make it for Thanksgiving or she reaches out and like hey I really miss you. Is there any way I could come to California for a little bit? Yeah. Nothing and so (laughs)
1: and she could have even told her like hey I had a near-death experience my husband's dead I live alone can I come yeah. Stay closer to you. You know what I mean. Like, so there's nothing. She's alone now forever, and Milton's going crazy. So it's not like yeah. she can hang out with him. And forever. yeah, that's the
0: other thing. Like they become their three acquaintances who are the three old folks in the town who speak at the town meetings to complain about various things or talk about something they're trying to do. Whatever.
1: And she doesn't get to paint the mural on the building.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so none of this stuff gets set up, and they don't. I wouldn't say they become close friends through this experience like you know yeah like I'm sure they will still meet up every once in a while or have dinners together or go get a cup of coffee but it didn't feel like they became best of friends and are now going to be a trio hitting you know rocking the town in old age well because
1: it literally shows them at the end and they're just sitting silently in a circle because they have nothing to talk about yeah and all they have to talk about is their experience with this alien
0: yeah I think a better Ending could have been like them all going out to a karaoke bar together or something. So she gets to go sing on stage. Sandy and Milton are laughing, sitting at a table, yeah. having a good time and realizing, you know, they got to do this crazy adventure with an alien. You know, we might be coming to the end of our lives or starting to suffer from dementia or be alone and our cat's now gone. But you know what? We can still enjoy these years for what they are. Yeah. But there's just there's nothing. And that's. Yeah. It's such a cute and charming movie that it's kind of disappointing yeah. that nothing happened.
1: And then at the very end, um, Milton sitting on his couch by himself and the alien ship lands again in his backyard and he just smiles. And I think it should have been him dying. <laughs> and I know that's like kind of a bummer, but like, first of all, it never shows him actually having a good time with his daughter, Um, But also, he's getting older. He didn't want to have to wait around to get worse and die. He liked living in his home. And the alien has the ability to very gently put people out of their misery. I thought when the alien landed, he was going to just be dead.
0: Yeah. Or even (laughs) just, like, the ship comes down and he goes out. And this time he does walk onto the ship. And then that's, like, the end. And so we don't have to watch him die or see that he's died or whatever but then it almost becomes like well when an old person dies an alien comes and picks them up that's just what happened like
1: obviously his body would have to go somewhere like they don't want him to be missing forever yeah but but yeah i don't know it's just missing some kind of closure and it sucks because like there's so many parts that's so funny and so charming and so good yeah and then it just didn't hit the mark in the end yeah the
0: first two thirds of the movie are just delightful and then you kind of realize in the third act you're like oh there's a lot of stuff to start wrapping up and they're not doing it
1: and then they just don't
0: and then (laughs) they don't and like not that it's a massive part of the movie but there's a lot of time spent not a lot but there's a bit of time spent with the government searching for the alien and then like showing up and knocking on doors and like trying to listen to people's calls try and find and it literally has nothing to do with With anything that happens at any point
1: yeah because then like the they all get on the alien ship for a minute when the government's there and get dropped off somewhere in the desert that we don't ever speak about we don't know where they ended up and then the government just leaves doesn't question them doesn't do anything they're just like yeah okay
0: (laughs) yeah so i don't like why i don't know it's probably only five ten minutes of the runtime
1: but why is it there but
0: in an hour and a half movie put those five ten minutes to wrapping up some of our characters or at least our main character's story fully instead of this unnecessary it's not like it's funny it's not it's not it's just there for screen time yeah and i don't think this is the type of movie where like you would be upset that well the government would have showed up and tried to figure things out or would have come looking like it's not that type of movie yeah it's just
1: and even if they were why would we care if yeah. it didn't have anything to do with the resolution
0: yeah so either find a way to connect that to the resolution it's his son working for the government or something and shows up looking for the alien he's like oh you're raising the alien but you couldn't raise me yeah some dynamic like that but no, he's off in california like it's just yeah yeah but Anyway, what would you give this out of 10?
1: The first two thirds, I'd give like an eight. But with the last third having no resolution, I would give it like a six and a half, seven.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm between a six and a seven. I'll probably go six because it really... At the end of the day, what are we doing here? Yeah. There's a couple funny moments, but they're not the funniest moments ever in a movie they're really funny but i don't know and like it does sell itself as a more a drama a bit more you know it's cute and charming but it is trying to be serious and just never delivers yeah i guess i'll go six
1: and a half then so Moving on.
0: Oh, good Christ. What is that? You remember the spaceship? This is the little man who came out of it. He's got to be a secret. Don't tell anybody. All right. My pick for this week was RMN, which uh, stands for, uh, well, in English, it stands for nuclear magnetic resonance. But this is uh, a movie in many languages, primarily romanian and uh, hungarian with some french and english and probably some other languages in there and it is the story of a small village in transylvania uh, and this man matthias is a migrant worker outside of there he's from there and he's gone off to try and find work uh, and when he loses his job because someone calls him a racist term and he headbutts them which fair enough um, but obviously loses his job and gets sent back home. And so he comes home and in this village, they then have migrant workers coming in from Sri Lanka. and they uh, the way they're being treated and how Matias is raising his son and getting all wrapped up in this. it's basically it's just the it's the story of a small village and their struggle with modern economic situations with the EU giving, special grants for having uh, foreign workers and different things like this and but them being upset but also you know nobody was willing to take the job well it's because it's only minimum wage and look at you you're rich running this bakery why are you only paying minimum wage but she can only do certain things to get certain tax breaks to be able to continue to do the bakery and all these complex social issues entrenched within a country and area that is already very fractious and has a lot of racial tension um, going on in it historically from many different groups and now you're adding in even more outsiders and stuff and so it's just a bit of a mess and this movie just kind of sits you in the middle of it and lets you hear and experience what it might be like in a town like that Um, the writer-director Christian Mungui Uh, actually was spending some time in the the area this movie set in and came across this story at a bakery uh, and heavily based the movie on the real story uh, that happened in this small town in Transylvania.
1: I am not going to comment much on (laughs) it because I hated it. I thought it was so boring. I was literally like itching in my skin because I could not wait for it to be over
0: i was riveted i loved it
1: <laughs> i thought none of the characters were decent that's it that's my whole thoughts. <laughs> i'll go into more in spoilers obviously i can't say too much here but the main guy sucked he sucked bad he was mean and awful and i hate him
0: yep he was not a a good guy
1: but then he never it's fine we'll go over <laughs> it in spoilers but
0: yeah, yeah. um it borders on almost like slice of lifey of just this moment in time in a town but i think it offers a little bit more than just a glimpse at a life and more of a glimpse at a town's life um and i think it's really well shot and put together it does drag a bit at the start i was a little like where are we going what's happening here and then it kind of kicks off i well i say it kicks off um and there's a really great long it must be 10 15 minutes it's one shot just in like a town hall meeting and all of these people getting in talking shouting um and i really really love that scene it's just
1: them being racist for a really long time it's i just it's not my kind of movie
0: <laughs> yeah i mean yes on the surface they're just being racist but like I don't know there's a lot of history and context with Romania Transylvania Hungary just that whole section of Europe um, and now to add these migrant workers in and their whole they've had many issues and stuff with these culture issues in the past and you can see the layers of it, and all, and then also you throw in this kind of capitalist uh, person running the bakery, and then you have a guy from France who's um, there because the EU has sent someone to help count the bear population and stuff. And they're like, "Well, what's he getting paid?" And they're like, "Well, that's not our, but all this stuff, um, and it's just it's really complicated, and not that no one's justified, and you also." There are some arguments everywhere. Like, why isn't the bakery paying more and helping this village survive? Why are they just outsourcing labor? However, just because they're outsourcing their labor doesn't give you the right to be racist to somebody. That's not a reason. And so it's just, I found it to be a very interesting and very engaging film. And I know you did not. Yeah. But now we can move into spoilers. All right, spoilers for RMN um the main guy matthias he has a son and he is very
1: he doesn't speak (sighs) because he had something traumatic happen
0: yeah and so the father matthias is very not progressive very old-fashioned men should be tough and hunters and face their fears and you know, the kid's literally so terrified that he can't speak and won't walk or do anything and all like having real issues and the mother is trying to help the son and he's like, no, just send him into the woods by himself. We'll give him a knife. We'll give him a gun. I'll teach him to hunt. He'll be fine.
1: Which then you find out the reason he's scared is because the last time he walked to school by himself, they he found a dead body hanging from a tree. So of course he's going to be scared. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so the, and the dad, Matthias, is also cheating on his wife with the um, manager of the bakery. Who
1: just stays with him the whole time, even though he's awful and is actively racist. Just saying.
0: Yeah, and so they have their history and dynamic, and then um, it all kind of kicks into gear when the bakery ends up hiring some migrant workers from sri lanka uh, and bringing them into town of course they have darker complexion the town does not like this doesn't want their hands touching the dough we don't want outsiders they should be hiring us while all of your men aren't here because they're off in other countries doing the exact same thing they
1: tried to hire people but nobody would take the job they
0: posted the jobs for she from what they said weeks and nobody would take it and they're complaining because well we don't want a minimum wage job and they're like well that's what we pay so yeah and it is i mean looking at the job it is pretty close to a minimum wage type job i would imagine just all you do is put dough on a conveyor belt
1: but we also don't know what minimum wage is in that country it also
0: probably is horribly low and but you've got those, again, it's those layers of understanding and issue that come not just, it's not just the evil capitalist is trying to ruin this town by not paying any workers, but it's not just, oh, they're trying to do the right thing and it's all the town's fault for being awful racist people. There's a bit of correctness on both sides and they both do the wrong things at certain times. And I think for a long stretch you feel like oh yeah the bakery is trying to do the right thing and they're trying to be nice but then when it comes down to it they're like well then why are you driving a Mercedes and living in a big house when you can't pay our workers anymore and it's like mm, you know, maybe you should be able to pay them a little bit more at least um, but yeah and then um, the town They demand that their priest goes and talks to the bakery and tries to get the people kicked out of town, which ends up culminating in a town hall sequence that I I talked about before. Um, And and it's either shortly before or after that. There's also um, the manager of the bakery is, is at dinner with the Sri Lankans and they're enjoying a nice meal. She's on FaceTime with one of the guy's wives back home. His mother. His mother, sorry. Um, and they've cooked all this nice food for her, and she's being trying to be, you know, welcoming and make them feel better because they've been getting lots of threats online and issues. And then a Molotov cocktail comes through the window, uh, and some men dressed in KKK outfits are outside yelling horrible things. Um, and the manager of the bakery notices that she recognizes one of the voices which i think heavily implies she knows it's the guy and that's when she stops accepting like being with him or doing anything with him because no it
1: was someone else but then the police question them and say were you with him on this night and he doesn't have a whatever an alibi So they assume that he was with him, but it's never actually confirmed. Yeah,
0: it's never confirmed in the story, but she references that it's, she recognizes the guy's voice and it's a, he's speaking Romanian with an accent and our main guy is the like only character you don't know his ethnic history and stuff. And so I, I believe it to be that she recognized it was his voice, but because of their complicated history, having grown up together and being an affair couple um she's hesitant to accuse him and then him. she
1: still holds his hand at the meeting the town hall meeting
0: and well she does in the end but she doesn't want to be but he just he literally starts like talking really loud and be like i won't shut up unless you hold my hand and so she goes fine whatever and holds his hand but she never looks him in the eye she just needs and his him to wife shut up. sitting
1: right next to him it just really bothers me and then yeah. for some reason also his dad kills himself don't know why that's related to the story but he does and um
0: i think then at the
1: end there's people in bear costumes that is the (laughs) whole movie
0: (laughs) the reason his father ends up taking his life um is the the whole time like that's been a sign of weakness and matthias doesn't think it's a big deal that his son found a body hanging and blah 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 and all this, this stuff and he's very tough and macho about it and then his father becomes one of those hanging men in the woods and so um i think it's kind of this moment of him having it all the final straw fall apart around him he's losing his marriage he's losing his son he's lost his woman he has wants to have affairs with and now his father has done the ultimate sin and been a coward quote-unquote in his eyes
1: and the bears are killing his dad's sheep
0: Um, and then bears are potentially killing these dead sheep and so at the end he shows back up at the bakery manager's house and he comes in with a gun and she's backing out and says like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and then he goes and tries to shoot a bear and runs into the woods and then there's a whole bunch of bears there are a couple interpretations I would say for this ending they could have been earlier we saw an alt-right group dressed in bear costumes parading in town Um, at a hockey game and so it could be them again and being horrible people come to do terrible things to her Uh, it could also actually be the bear population because they're talked about a lot that there are the bears and that the Frenchman's there and she, bakery manager is kind of sort of developing a relationship with the Frenchman maybe somehow magically they've kind of lured them there and he now has to choose going back and facing all of these things he's done or being devoured by the bears it's kind of a open for interpretation type ending for that character
1: so what would you rate it
0: i'm giving this one like an eight or a nine out of ten i really enjoyed it
1: i will give it a one it is boring and i don't think the story mattered i get that it's you know we have to talk about racism, but I think it was went about the wrong way with the main character being a racist bad guy. And none of the characters really redeemed themselves except for the mother, who then isn't in most of the movie. And I didn't care what happened to any of them.
0: Yeah, well, I disagree. I highly recommend this one if you're interested in these types of movies. But yeah, that's our thoughts on RMN.
1: thank you for listening to our episode this week uh make sure you follow us on instagram and tiktok at nerd and normie and tune in every monday for a new episode
0: And if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're listening on audio platform, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank Thank you. you.